Hello and welcome to episode 166 of the Man in a Room podcast. How's it going? Uh, I want to go on a bit of a, a strange rant now. Not, it's not really so much a rant, it's more just observations about the band The Beatles. Now, the thing with The Beatles is there's a heck of a lot of, of legend around these guys who did so much in so little time and, you know, and it's really interesting when you actually look at it from like today's standards. Now, what I mean by that is, so they were found by some guy who then basically he owned a record shop and was like, right, I can market these, but I know how to market these these gentlemen. I understand what sells in this business, and so he took him took no, took the Beatles very carefully, sort of worked out what they you know want to do. Uh, like, oh, we're going to make a film now, and so oh, okay. We'll make a film. Okay, we'll we'll make another film now. It's not as good as the first one, but it's not about it being any good. It's about the Beatles being in it and people wanting to go to them in the, to watch them in the cinema. They want to go to the live show. They want to go to the cinema. They want to sell merchandise. They want to sell records. You know. So it's it's interesting you look at it like that. The fact that they were there, being marketed. And obviously, that's not to say that they don't have that ability. Obviously, because Paul McCartney is still going after all these years. But my point is is that they had a heck of a lot of help with other people. And what I mean by that is that, oh, you know, they, they start putting like orchestral stuff on Beatles music. Do you think the Beatles were like, okay, I want that violin to do that now. I want that cello to do that. No, they didn't know that. They had some guy writing the score, George Martin, and he basically wasn't really given, you know, obviously it was he was mentioned in the liner notes, but other than that, not much credit was given to him. And also the the recording engineers. Oh yeah, but you know they did that song with all those tape loops. How did they manage to do that stuff? Was it some some engineer guy who had to help them and understand them and how to work out how to do that? Because without that guy, they wouldn't have been able to have done that, you know. And the whole story about Strawberry Fields Forever. Well, he rec- he recorded the version at this speed, and then he changed the key and then the speed, and recorded it in a different different key. And then I was asked to put them together, and somehow they matched. Okay, that was intentional. That's just part of the legend, you know, because we know you've been doing that since 1966, the year before this stuff. In fact, there are at least, I can think of at least two Beatles songs that had that same thing going for it. Um, Rain being one of them, recorded at a uh, faster speed than slowed down, much like Strawberry Fields Forever was. Anyway off on a tangent there uh what i actually want to talk about mainly is uh the beatles film yellow submarine now so the first one they did was a hard day's night which is basically a day in the a day in the life of the beatles like you know been on trains doing pop concerts um trying to get away from fans and just all that kind of stuff it's like a little tongue-in-cheek behind the scenes of the beatles kind of thing it's actually very very good it's actually well written it's, it's actually like a very it's a time piece so it's actually very good then they did the second one, which is called Help, and it's basically like, oh, let's make it completely f- like fantastic, like fantasy, like fantastic, crazy land, where Ringo is wearing a ring that is a well, is actually like a, a, a tribal ring of some description, and they're trying to get the ring back. So they're basically they're chasing the Beatles around the planet, trying to get this ring back. And then um, the thing was that they. The way these things work is that they were told they had they sign up for a, I think it was like four movie deal or something like that. They have to make four movies in 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 ten years. So they made them um, Hard Day's Night. Then they made um, Help. And then they by the nineteen sort of the late six nineteen sixty seven sixty eight 
they weren't really a band anymore. They were basically just doing their own thing and all that kind of stuff. And so the idea of getting them to do any acting was literally like not going to happen. John Lennon's getting high and getting naked on the front covers of record sleeves. And then you've also got like, you know, just other bits and pieces going on. Like George Harrison goes to San Francisco to find him, to find himself. And, you know, and, um, so instead they thought, well, what we'll do, we'll, uh, we'll make it, we'll make a film without them. Uh, we'll basically make an animated, uh, feature film with the, with the Beatles soundtrack. So it'll be the Beatles soundtrack. We'll get, um, we'll get other people to play the Beatles because an American ear can't hear the difference between any of the Beatles. So it doesn't really matter. And in fact, one of the guys, uh, plays two characters. I think he plays George and Paul. I think the George voice actually changes halfway through the film. And the Paul, the Paul McCartney character is, uh, played by Onslow from Keeping Appearances. So anyway, uh, it's basically this, this weird sort of psychedelic landscape of weird monsters set to a psychedelic soundtrack presented by the Beatles. And, uh, it's it's certainly a thing. It's not a particularly well animated film. It's not a particularly smart film. It's just a silly little kids film, um, you know, to cash in on the Beatles music and all that kind of stuff. I said, oh, just make sure you're at the premiere, Beatles. Okay, cool. And if you also do like a little cameo at the very very end, like a minute long, that'd be really good. Maybe do some references to what was going on in the film because um, we want to make it like it is real, which it wasn't. Uh, I don't believe for a second that the Beatles went into a yellow submarine. And sell about seas, the sea of hole, uh, sea of holes, and the sea of green, and um, you know, going to Pepperland, and you know, running away from a three-headed bulldog, you know, the blue meanies. I don't believe that happened. But apparently, during interviews, they said, "Yeah, people used to come up to Ring and say, why did you press the button?'" I was thinking, oh, "Not that stupid, are they?" Anyway, um. Yes, that's basically my little thing about the Beatles. And obviously the fourth Beatles film was Let It Be, which ended up them splitting up. Um, a documentary about the Beatles splitting up, which is now available on Disney Plus in a, a much extended version, which is actually very good. Um, just seeing how they work behind the scenes is very fascinating. Anyway, uh, obviously mentions go to a magical mystery tour as well. It's just them, uh, uh, the Beatles home video, getting uh, taking loads of LSD and going on a bus with a bunch of people. Anyway, so uh, we'll be back again tomorrow for more of this. So until then, I'll catch you then, I guess, innit? <laughs>